Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Made for More podcast. Today I am joined uh, by an absolute pocket rocket, uh, Renee Giarusso. Renee is the CEO and founder of RG Dynamics and Limitless Leaders. Uh, she is a sought after, a highly sought after actually, communication, leadership and mindset expert. She's a speaker, an international award-winning author, facilitator, educator, and coach. She works with leaders uh, and teams and organizations to energize mindset and accelerate communication, collaboration, and leadership to lift performance and culture. I loved chatting with Renee today and uh, I said pocket rocket because uh, we, we, we spoke quite a bit. We spoke for half an hour before I hit record and then we spoke for a little bit longer than that um, after I hit stop. And it would have been great to have had the whole conversation because uh, Renee and my perspective is very, very similar around uh, the impacts that we want to have on the world and the leaders that we want to work with and uh, elevating that leadership uh, globally as well. So it was, you know, I got to to talk and riff on all things work uh, whilst speaking to someone who was speaking my language. So it was wonderful. Um, Renee is actually the author of The Gift Mindset, which is an amazing book. Uh, it's, it's worldwide now. It is in actual airports. Remember those? In actual airports when you used to see all of the business books. It is there. So we talked a little bit around her 12 uh, gifts or unwrapping the 12 gifts to lead and live a life of purpose, connection and contribution. We didn't go through all 12 because, you know, otherwise why would you buy the book? But we did go through a couple of her favourites and the importance of those gifts when it comes to leaders and being a limitless leader, which is her jam. Uh, I absolutely loved talking with her, which I think I've said and also... <laughs> <laughs> the Zoom recording tells me that it was quite a good conversation as well. But jump into this one. Uh, Renee is so generous with the information that she shares uh, and her, her key takeaways and her top tips for leaders are bang on. Of course, uh, as always, you can find all of the details in the show notes for today's episode. And if you love this as much as I did. Please uh, leave us a review or and or both you can if you'd like to make me happy. Uh, leave us a review and also tag us in socials or even just share it with your friends. Perhaps you know you've got some leaders in your network. Perhaps you want to share it with your team. This one's a ripper. You're going to love it. Uh, Renee is amazing, full of energy uh, and so many beautiful uh gold gems of wisdom. I don't know if you can have gold gems. I think you have gold wisdom or gems of wisdom. Either way, we'll start a new thing. Gold gems of wisdom. Uh, Renee's episode is absolutely full of it. Uh, let's, let's jump on in. Welcome to the Made For More podcast. I'll be sharing my experiences along with some actionable advice to take your leadership to the next level. Introducing your host, it's me, Ali Nitschke. I'm a leadership and courageous conversations expert, a Nutella lover, a mother of four young boys, a wife and a dance floor junkie. I'm here to give you the motivation you need to level up, lead yourself, lead your team and your business. Let's go. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Made for More podcast. I am very excited to have a marvellous, intelligent, very clever guest on today, Renee Giarusso. Hello and welcome. 
So excited to be here, Ali. Been looking forward to this conversation. Me too. So let's kick right in. I know we've been chatting before I hit record, so we've already covered up a little bit of the background. But for the listeners, are you able to share where did you come from and where are you going? Yeah, so born in Melbourne, Italian-Australian family, and um, I guess my background is in the corporate world. I had 12 amazing years with Mars, Mars Global, in confectionery and food, in various sales and leadership and marketing roles. Um, and I always get asked, Ali, you know, why, what made you leave? Because you'd probably know Mars is in like the top three companies to work for in the world. And it was a tough decision to leave, but I literally woke up one day and just thought, I was studying coaching, I was studying neuroscience, all these things on the side, as well as all the things I was doing at Mars. And I thought, I really want to grow people, not just because I'm their manager. Yeah. I just want to bring what I've learned around leadership and communication into lots of different industries and grow myself and grow others and, and grow through others. Um, and that's led me to where I am today. So I've had my business RG Dynamics. It's evolved. We started off in sales capability initially um, over the last just on 16 years this week. Wow. wow. Congratulations. That's amazing. You've mm. well and truly blasted through all of the business statistics on um, sustainability and survivability there as well. Yeah. I don't know about stressability, but you <laughs> stressability uh, measure is high. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I know you've been doing this for 16 years, so I'm sure you've seen a large number of change when it comes to leadership, uh, even in that short period of time or longer period of time. We know that change is happening faster than ever before. What do you think has been some of the biggest shifts from 16 years ago where you first went out with RG Dynamics to, yeah. to now? Yeah, a lot of changes. I, I think the first, the, probably the key trait that really has ha you have to ramp up in so you shine is adaptability. Yep. You know, don't want to really talk about COVID and everything, but that alone, I think, you know, some leaders have put their head in the sand and others have just really stepped up, which has been mm. amazing. Adaptability is a big one. I think having a leadership brand and presence because there was no social media back 16 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as you know, being, being a, a business owner now, it's a big part of building your profile, but more than that, sharing your message. And, you know, a lot of leaders still aren't on board with that, sharing yep. what they're doing in their businesses. Um, and I think, having a collab collaborative mindset so to speak is another area um and innovation they'd be the four but i think if you're adaptable if you're adapting you're innovating if you're innovating you're collaborating right yeah yeah i think collaborations and output so yeah. when when companies say can you come in and run two hours on helping us be more collaborative they're better off getting together as a team Yep. And innovating and creating together, co-creating things, being involved, and then that leads to that collaboration. But you know, it's a lot of a lot of things, Ali, but I think they're the the, the foremost the biggest changes that you've seen. Yeah. And I think adaptability is, you know, it's one of those things. We've seen all sorts of changes, whether it's been tech, whether it's been the current environment where we are now, where we're 
we've got teams that are leading remotely and hybrid and all of these other bits and pieces. But something that I wanted to touch on was where you mentioned around leadership brands. So I talk about this a lot as well. And what Mm. I find, tell me if you find this as well, is often leaders, particularly uh, either leaders that have been leaders for a very, very long time or brand new leaders, they don't really know what they stand for Oh. And more importantly, what they stand against. So they yeah. kind of become a vanilla leader. You know, yeah. they're going through the motions. But what what have you seen in that space? Yeah, I, I have to, I agree there. I think everything, and you'd agree with this, everything, I say it's three-dimensional leadership. So yeah. all the listeners or viewers, you know, you've got a lead self, then you've got to lead decisions and influence, then you lead people. And I think self-leadership is we're doing a lot of work around that, especially at the moment, Ali, with our clients, going back to the basics, going back to what I tend to use building metaphors and analogies, but going back to the foundation of the house, building that. So I love what you just said, because that's something I've always said, what do you stand for and what don't you stand for? And I always say, start with what don't you stand for and then flip those words to the opposite and they usually become your values Mm -hmm. um having a clear purpose knowing who you are and you know what your superpower is what makes you different from other people and I think when you know those things that helps you build confidence and courage to be able to share your capabilities Absolutely. I agree 100% with you, which isn't surprising scenes as we work in the similar similar fields. So you mentioned around um, leaders having to grow themselves. And I I agree. I think that's foundational. You can't lead others until you can lead yourself and understand who you are and what you're about, which normally brings us to, you know, personal growth or personal development, professional development, whatever banner you want to put it under. Uh, So you're a bestseller of the gift mindset. I'll hold it up here for our viewers. Uh, I've read this twice now. I'm going to read it again, probably after we finish (laughs) our conversation because it is brilliant. Um, But I think one of the things that really stood out to me and when we were chatting earlier is the rise of the recognition of air quotes, soft skills, Mm. and more particularly soft skills when it comes to leadership. So you've got 12 gifts in your, um, the, the gift mindset. Let's focus on what you think are the most important when it comes to these soft skills for leaders. What what do you want to do? What do you think is the most important yeah. one for leaders? I know it's hard to choose a favourite baby, it isn't is it? It is hard, but you're lucky there's only 12. There was 40. <laughs> there was 40. I have a thing with 12. So don't ask. There, there's something in that. Lucky 12. Um, I, I probably might start with um, the gift of empathy. Yes. Being the timing that. of our conversation. Yeah. Um. And I think empathy is so important and it shouldn't be seen as a weakness. And, you know, I always say to people, a lot of people think they're empathetic, but they're sympathetic. Mm. So sympathetic's about caring and that's beautiful. Yep. But being empathetic comes from a German word, which means to feel in, yes. actually feel what that other person's feeling, see things through their eyes, hear things through their ears. And I think now more than ever, everyone is you know dealing with what I'm calling this next normal I don't call it a new normal because the changes every day this new world I think everyone's dealing with it differently and I think leaders right now and moving forward need to be empathetic if you're fine with the situation if you love working from home don't think that everyone in your team does yeah and look at ways to amplify that connection and collaboration so empathy is a big one um 
Another one that I think, you know, has been absolutely one of the most sort of ones I've been doing a lot of speaking on recently is the gift of optimism. And I think op being an eternal optimist, and I know you are too, <laughs> It's a blessing and a curse, right? <laughs> it, it is. I say I'm cautiously optimistic now this year, but, but we'll go back to that. But not confusing positivity with optimism. So positivity is about now. I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm going to have the best day that lasts an hour. Yeah. Optimism is about hope for now and the future. Yeah. And I think optimism is an energy and I love energetic leadership. So not saying fake it, have a down day, let people know, be real, but don't do that all the time. So a question that, um, you know, is, is an amazing question. We kick off all our workshops with this and a lot of our clients kick off their meetings is what makes you optimistic? Mm. Mm. So what makes you optimistic? And just answering that question puts people into forward thinking. Yes. So during that interaction, they're talking yep. about what they can do, not what they can't do. Um, and it can change, Ali, every day. You know, what made me optimistic Sunday was seeing 50 little children lining up at a Mr. Whippy truck with that creepy <laughs> music. But um, it just was gorgeous. They were all so excited because they've been in lockdown and they were out. So it yep. doesn't have to be something big. Um, yep, I totally agree. Uh, full full disclosure, when we have Mr. Whippy near our house, because I've got four kids, I um when the music's on, I tell them it's because the trucks run out of ice cream. Oh, you mean thing you. I know, I have to rethink it. I'm like, no, no, you have a zooper duper. You'll be fine. The trucks run out of ice cream. And if I time. get over to your place, I'll just plant a little Mr. Whippy sound bug so it goes on. <laughs> nope, don't no, run out of ice cream. Oh, oh, sorry, that made me that made me giggle. Um, but yeah, it is it's beautiful, isn't it? Seeing the excitement and optimism oh. in young children because they're not conditioned the way that we are through our, our adult adult no. life and experience. They have childlike wonder, I call it, um, yep. that I think we can get tainted, which probably leads to um, the gift of curiosity. Oh, know? I love that. Yep. Um, to me, curiosity, don't say we're going to innovate or be creative, be curious. So when mm -hmm. we're curious we observe something we're curious about and then we provocate, we ask questions about it. Yep. And when we do that, we start thinking and then we explore. So I always, I always say to people, observe, you know, observation, provocation, exploration. That's, that's sort of my path. model around being curious. So the best way to be curious is to flip what you're thinking, your yep. statement into a question. So yep. instead of saying, gosh, that team's amazing. I wish I could be like that. Flip mm. it to what makes that team amazing. Yep. And straight away, your mind sorts and perceives the world to actually extract that information that then you can use and do something with. Yep. I love that. Ask better questions, get better answers. There's a, um, a great book that I've talked about before by Noah St. John. It's called oh, The yeah. Secret Code. You've heard of it, Secret Code yeah. of Success. Yeah. And he talks about affirmations, which would, would be basically asking the questions that you want the answers to. Yeah. And it's such a different way of thinking. Oh, it is. And when, when, you, when I always say to people, you know, what when you do inner dialogue, what are you doing? You're thinking. Mm. Yeah. And, but a lot of the time, we, especially if we're doing comparison syndrome, it's mm. common, imposter syndrome, we always think, I believe, in statements. Yep. Yep. Flip them to questions. If you even just take that away, 
it'll open up that whole uh, curiosity piece. And I think, you know, I look back at some of the best leaders I had and they always questioned things and got me to, I'm a questioner. I'm a, I'm probably curious beyond probably what I should be sometimes, but I just think my big words limitless, right? So I yep. always just think what else, what else, you know? Yep. Um, and I think bringing, bringing that in is important. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think with curiosity and you and I both, both teach and talk on communication <laughs> for leaders is unpacking that thinking. So instead of why are you thinking that way, you can go, you know, what's your thinking behind that? And yeah. it just gives so much insight into how someone has arrived of but, where they are. And it's just such a simple, simple little switch out of words that gives so much it is. information. It is. And I think even those listening right now, if you're thinking about career transition, you know, we've got the great resignation. I call it the great rejuvenation because I think yep. it's a good thing. Yep. Um, don't go, what do I want to do next? What else? Ask yourself, what am I curious about? What problems do I want to solve? Yep. And that straight away will get you to think of an industry or a cause opposed to a role. Yep. So I think yep. this thinking is, you know, kids, I mean, you've got, you've got children, you know, they ask why for a certain <laughs> amount of time. Then they stop because we feel judged. Yeah. But I think um, just even having that word why somewhere around you, even your screensaver, why am I doing this? What, you know, just it can really help you create some boundaries around that too. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm with you around the great resignation. I think, you know, the reason behind it is we're seeing that people aren't being and feeling as valued as they possibly could. And it's an opportunity now for oh. those that were unhappy and just sort of sitting there, resting their laurels, can now go out and explore what other options there are available and to yeah. your testament go, okay, well, why do I want to be working that way? But it's also likely to um, point them in the direction of areas that they're naturally gifted for. They naturally have a strength in that particular area, which is going to make their life and their work oh. life a lot easier as well. So yeah, I'm with you. The great, gonna, the great rejuvenation. They're going to be happy. And, and the, you know, we talked about self-growth briefly before, I think, and that's one of the gifts is growth. I think um, we need to drive our self-growth. And I think when we grow, then we're in contribution to others, which is a core human need. And, you know, people go, well, but what, what do I do? And I say, look, the world's your oyster now. You've got, you've got podcasts, books, resources. It's so much out, free online training. Always ask yourself, what do I need right now? Because yep. you're actually just become a career learner and it gets diluted. Um even I've got some clients in the construction industry that don't, they don't read. Like when they got my book, they went, nay, I'm not, I won't read it. I don't read. And build a, build a self-growth habit around reading. I do that with a lot of clients, five pages a night. That's yep. all. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what's James Clear's thing, you know, you know, habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. So even if you read a book a year, it's better than not reading anything at all. But drive that growth because I think if you're really leading your job, your only job as a leader is to create future leaders. Yeah. And how can you be doing that if you're not sharing knowledge, living your legacy mm -hmm. and, and growing others in the process? Yep. I love it. Totally agree. It's funny, isn't it? We get to get to chat with each other and we just get to violently agree with each yeah, other. So, <laughs> so good. Um, can we backtrack a little bit when you were talking about empathy, uh, which I think is such an important trait for leaders to have? Full confession, my uh, baby leader days, I definitely didn't have no. empathy. 
um, have, have certainly learned the, the skill now. But uh, I remember speaking to leaders who have been in leadership roles for a long time and don't believe that empathy is a learned skill. Mm. What do you think about that? No, I think I think some people are naturally more empathetic than others. Yep. Um, I think experience, background, values, culture brings that in. I mean, there's that Carolyn Dweck um, uh, study that was done, and forgive me if I don't get all the right things in this, but they gave a box of tissues to two little toddlers and one toddler took one, blew his nose, the other toddler, very much like my little nephew, went and asked everyone else if they wanted a tissue, then took one. Oh. And they're saying it actually starts at quite a young age, this whole this whole growth empathetic sort of mindset. It can definitely be taught. And I think the key word is being present. Mm. When we're human doings, not human beings, it's so easy to have someone ring you and you're typing away and you're like, yep, yep, yeah, you'll be right. And you get off the phone and nothing's resolved. You don't even remember the conversation. I think we need to be present and really increase our self-awareness and have what I call um, intentional conversations, mm. not impulsive yep. conversations. Yeah. And that's where it's got to start. And really just going, that person's not me. And it's yep. okay for them to have a different, you know, so coming from a place of love, not fear, you know, and a, a simple practical one is, you know, you've probably heard the story and I had it the other day. I had this guy on the freeway doing 20 kilometres on 110, in a 110 zone. Oh, no. And I could have easily, and I must admit I thought about it, but started honking my horn and that. And then I put that whole hat on. He could have just found out he's got COVID. His wife could have just died. And then when I went past him, he was a really little old man. He could hardly drive. And it's just having that capacity to step back and reframe your thoughts. And, and, and really, I think that's so important right now, especially with hybrid work. Mm. I know right now as we speak, Ali, in Melbourne, most offices are letting people come in one or two days a week. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of work on supercharged working remotely. And I think it comes down to adapting, adjusting and amplifying those mm. three things. Mm. Adapt is all about understanding what people need in your team yeah not just what you need yeah yeah absolutely and I think you know focusing on what on what it is that you want and what you can do rather than focusing on all of the things like we know you know it's everywhere you turn on the news you open your socials we're all very aware of how annoying and frustrating and people are having a hard time but what we can do as leaders is focus on what we can control focus on what we do want speaking to the people within our teams around what they what they want what they need and how we can give that to them as well yeah and we know as human beings the first thing that happens when we go through change or adversity and I write a lot about this in my book is we focus on what is changing yep what are we losing yeah not what's staying the same so come from a place of gratitude that's my number one tip with this um that you know this whole resignation bizzo yep. is one of the, the the key five reasons people are leaving one of them on every study is they don't feel recognized it's gratitude yep. foster you know we do a lot of stuff on this foster create forums to foster a culture of gratitude yep you know who or what are you grateful for kick your meetings off with that instead of hey guys oh how was the traffic or whatever right yeah. Um, gratitude helps you appreciate what you do have. 
And I really believe that um, resilience, yeah, gratitude, resilience and optimism are all interlinked. Yeah, absolutely. When we're optimistic, when we're in gratitude, I know I've been through a lot. I can get through anything. Yeah, yeah. So important. I'm a big believer. So I do a gratitude journal every day and even if it's something basic like I'm so grateful for my hot cup of tea today it's just that shift in perspective and I remember years ago as a baby leader my very first introduction to leadership if anyone's heard my story and you probably have heard bits and pieces of it it was hard it was like a baptism of fire and my team was very air quotes toxic and one day I got them to do warm fuzzies and I was in my very Mm -hmm. early 20s and they're like why would we be doing warm fuzzies Fuzzies. and later on I'm like oh I was getting the team to do gratitude towards each other but it was an amazing um activity because they really disliked each other and then I read out these anonymous warm fuzzies and you could kind of see in the room everyone was like oh someone actually said something nice about me and um yeah it was really interesting it's amazing. And, it, and if you're in a team where you don't feel comfortable doing that for whatever reason, I know we did a workshop just before Christmas virtually and we actually got everyone after the workshop, it was like a series, to in the chat box put their address in and everybody sent somebody that was on the workshop what they appreciated about them and why and what they wanted to thank them for. Love and that. some people got scripts, you know, scripts of, of compliments and it's not mm. something you normally get. Um, there's a really cool activity that we do called the three to one and it's soon as someone you get the negative Nancy in your team, it's for every negative, what are three positives? Mm. Yep. And yep. that's that, you know, there were some days in COVID, you know, I'm, I'm a, well, we're in the business of people and connection, yeah. running lots of virtual, you know, I'm even a screen toucher. That's how touchy feeling. <laughs> I've done that. No, really. No, it's a bit embarrassing. But um, just, just saying, you know, okay, we're in lockdown, but I, I saved, I saved flying to Sydney. Yeah. You know, this amount of time. I got to, we long story, we're dog people and we adopted a stray cat in the middle of COVID. Um, and my younger sister's not well, so I couldn't go to her treatments, but she lived around the corner so I could go for a small walk with her. And straight away, it lifts your mood, it yep. lifts your energy and above all, it lifts your focus to focus on what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, the optimism. So you and I are both naturally optimistic people. I'm very, very optimistic to the point where, um, you know, drive some people nuts on this. Drives a few people nuts because they're like, how, how are you so positive? I'm like, I don't know. Like that's the the choice I make. But, um, I feel like in the last year or two, there's been this toxic positivity that's been bandied around. A little bit on social media, especially on social media. Are you able to talk to the difference between optimism and hope for the future versus toxic positivity, which I think is giving optimism a bit of a bad rap? Yeah, I think so. I I agree with you. I I think the first thing is deciphering which is what. Mm. And it's your mindset when you're reading something. So if you're having a really crappy day and the worst things happen and someone's put up hi. you're not ready for it so I think it's your current mindset your frame the way you're seeing the world when you read it yeah there are a lot of people putting a lot of positive stuff up and I know you know there's certain people we know that are putting stuff up that you know aren't in a good space so you see through it sometimes yeah I think it's about Ali having a nice balance Mm. 
Mm. Being very optimistic, I, I don't, I'm not a ranter. Like I've had some pretty awful stuff happen in the last year and I still say, stay in this positive mindset. But at the same time, when COVID hit, I did a video and said, we've just lost 90% of our business. Yeah. And people were like, wow. And then someone last year said, oh, you should talk more about that. And I'm like, yeah, but I've moved on now. And it's yeah. about how I can help other people in the same boat move forward. Yeah. So I think it has its time. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, be intentional about being positive, bring empathy in. If you're talking to someone that's down in the dump, don't tell them you've had the best week ever. <laughs> yeah read the room right yeah yeah read the room to lead the room um I think it's that whole rapport you know rapport is all about connection and clicking yeah genuinely yeah genuinely absolutely um and I think too if you're running stuff on zoom especially or teams or whatever read the screen and I always say focus focus on the headset and the heart set not the text set I think there's too many people getting on getting on and just worrying about the tech and they're losing everything. So what's your message? Why are you catching up? Come from, you know, I'm a big believer in head, heart and gut. You know, bring those three, head, heart and intuition, sorry. Bring those three things in. And if the tech goes, goes to crap, I promise you, no one notices. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, had, I had a... A colleague the other day ring me and go, oh, you must have your own. We've got a great studio set up. We've got a whole, you know, room and everything. But I don't have every whiz bang thing. I started to get into all that, you know, the Christmas before last. And I thought, you know what? We're delivering great programs, getting amazing results. It's because we're connecting and focusing on why we're there. Yeah. Not all these flying buttons and things. Not the shebang. Yeah. Yeah. And focus on what the read the screen. Yeah, so I just want to recap on that because I reckon that's a, that was a great takeaway for the listeners was focus on the headset and the heart set, not the tech set. That's brilliant. Yeah, and you know, I only came up with, the, with those terms then, so I might write them down. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks, the Made From All podcast. I love it. No, that's good. Um, so speaking of leaders, yes. what would be some of the, or what would be your top five tips that you wish you either knew in your early days or that your advice to young young and emerging new leaders these days what's your top five okay so I had a little think about this and there were there's quite a few but I'm going to bring up the main ones that I really think if I'd I knew these but I didn't do these oh that's good too knew so them, a bit like you them. I was a baby leader I had a big team at 26 I think I was yep um so first one is make sure you do what lights you up. Mm. And that, yep. that will be my mantra, I, you know, on my deathbed. That is what I will say to anyone yep. that says, do what lights you up. So make sure the role you're in lights you up. That you, yep. I say 70% of the time, do the things that energize you and give you a pep in your step. Yep. That's the first one. And a little side tip on that, do what lights you up Monday morning. Kick your week <laughs> off with that. I had someone the other week that was really flat and yep. just burnt out before Christmas. And she said, I said, what, what really lights you up? And she's like, well, being with my team, but I don't see them till Friday afternoon. I'm like, why wouldn't you see them on a Monday morning? She goes, I never thought of that. It's a simple yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
So do what lights you up. Make sure you've got a role that you're not just doing what you're good at. Yep. What you're good at that you enjoy. Yep. The Love second that. one, and these aren't in any order, but I think delegate what you like doing. Oh, delegate what you like doing. Expand on that. I look back, I started a new business channel. So getting Mars products wherever they weren't, being a creative. Yep. And I got so attached. I built that channel, that team. It didn't even exist, right? And I got so, now I look back, so attached. It was my baby. There were things that I could have let go of mm. that I liked doing and had grown from and given them to someone else. Yep. So don't always go to your handball list. What don't I want to do? Give that to Mary because she looks bored. Yep. I always say um, delegate based on strengths. Yep. And delegate what you like doing because I'm tipping some of the things you love doing, you can let go of. So you can do other stuff that matters as a leader. Yeah, I love that. I haven't heard that take on delegation. No, I, I, I came up with that years ago. And I'll yep. be honest, I've copped a bit of flack because it's not normal to say that, but I, it works. It yeah. works. Yeah. And it's hard to let, it could be a temporary delegation. Yeah. Right. Or it could be a shared delegation. Um. Another one I think is, is is a really, really big one is ask for help. <laughs> I'm a giver. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you're a giver out there, stay a giver, but give to the right people. Yeah. Um, but asking for help even now is probably something I have to work on. I, I like helping. It's what we do for a living, right? So yeah. ask for help and go to people that are experts in what you want help in because people love to share what they've learned. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work to them. Yeah, and absolutely. That's an important one. Um, ask, don't tell. And I'm a big believer in building a coach-centric culture. Yep. I at Mars, we had I had a coach at 23 years old, and I was taught to formally coach at 24 years old. So I've yep. been coaching and had a coach, you know, nearly 20 yeah, on 25 years. Um, I think. Build a culture of asking, not telling. Yep. So if somebody comes to you, yeah, easy to give them the answer. But, yep. short, you know, let it go. Get them to ask someone else in the team that might know. Gives you time back. Yep. You're delegating um, thinking and you're creating future leaders. Um, and the other one that's a bit interlinked is make sure you lead out loud. Oh, I had that's great. Probably Without getting too into it, one leader that I call the Chris Kringle leader, the gift that keeps giving, he wasn't a great leader. And he he taught me how not to be as a leader. So he was yes. a gift, right? Yeah. But I look back now, I was quite young. and It was a very male-dominated team and they were great people. But I look back now and there were some things I didn't voice. And if I look back at that time, I got tonsillitis around then three to four times a year. Ah, interesting. I've never had it since. So make sure if there's something you believe in, if it keeps you up at night, yep. share it. And it feeds in, um, Ali, to the gift mindset. You know, every challenge, every success has a gift or a lesson. Yep. We're willing to unwrap it. So share that. Share your mistakes. Share your challenges. Share your opinions. But back them up. I always have that question, but why? And if yep. you can't answer that, drop it because it doesn't matter to you. 
That's so good. I love it. So we've got do what lights you up, uh, delegate what you like doing, ask for help, uh, ask, don't tell, and lead out loud. So many absolute pieces of gold there for our listeners. Thank you so much. So your book, uh, The Gift Mindset, is available in all good places. Even, did I see it at the airport? Yeah, it's all bookstores nationally. We've just gone into the US um, and Singapore, and it's on Audible now too. Congratulations. That's amazing. Narrated by moi. That was fun. Self-narrated. Self-narrated and on Amazon Booktopia. And if you want a signed copy, you can go to our website. Amazing. I love it. And uh, there's 12 gifts in there. We've talked about a couple of them today around empathy, optimism and curiosity. But you've got something special for our listeners in terms of some posters that they can check out, don't you? Yes, I do. So um, ReneeGeruso.com so you can see what we do. And we've got lots of white papers and free resources there. And GiftMindset.com. We've got infographics on each of the 12 gifts or each of the 12 soft we call them life skills that you can download um there's two free chapters on there and you know at the end of the day the gift mindset is a key trait of being a limitless leader and if you're listening and you're not leading a team i know you ali you believe in this you're still a leader absolutely Love it. Thank you so much, Renee. And I'll, of course, put all of the links for that in the show notes. Uh, Be sure to check it out because uh, Renee's work in this space, in the soft skills or life skills, as we should say, is absolutely amazing. Thank you, Renee, for coming on the show. You've been a gem. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode on the Made For More podcast, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes. And of course, five-star reviews are always welcome on the Apple podcast. If you'd like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, check out madeformore.com.au forward slash podcast. And of course, if we aren't connected already, you can find me in all the usual places. Ali Nitschke on LinkedIn, Ali.MadeForMore on Facebook and Instagram. I hope you have an awesome week and I'll catch you again soon. Bye-bye.